Welcome to Season 4 of the Unscripted Podcast, a podcast by medical students about living and learning at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. On the show, we host a variety of discussions such as navigating the preclinical and clinical years, exploring humanism in medicine, and developing our physician identities outside of the textbook. Check out the show notes or our website for more information, helpful links, resources, and more. Please connect with us via email or on Twitter at unscripted underscore med. We'd love to hear from you, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Unscripted Medicine Podcast. For those who don't recognize my voice, my name is Alex Gelati, and I'm a fourth year going into med peds, and my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I I'm here with my wonderful colleague and co-host, Rachel Holloway. Go ahead and say hi and introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. My name is Rachel Holloway. My pronouns are also she, her, hers, and I'm also going into medpeds. Uh, so, so excited to be here today. Okay. Um, and we have an amazing episode for you guys. Uh, we are here with two of our esteemed colleagues, and we're going to have them introduce themselves, starting with Rob. Hey, everybody. I'm Rob Powell, a fellow fourth year with these wonderful people. Um, really excited to be here. I've enjoyed the episodes of the year, so thank you. Um, and I'll be going to family medicine pretty soon, so happy to be here. Oh, uh, he, he, him pronouns, please. Thank you. Hey all, my name is Malia Schramm, they, them, theirs, pronouns. I was on another episode and I'm extremely excited to be back talking about more fun stuff. I'm also very excited about going into family medicine and the deep unknown that is my future. (laughs) Super exciting. For those who are not fourth years and are unaware, matches slowly approaching. So that is why future is a little unknown for us (laughs) at the moment. But like I said, we have a really fun topic today. Today we're going to be talking about dementia and the arts elective, um, which is something I didn't even know was um, an elective until Malia and Rob reached out. Um, So with that, we're going to just jump right in. And could one of y'all explain what is the elective? I can start, I think. Um... We just kind of thought it'd be a good idea to bring it up and let everybody know how cool this class is. So what it really is, is you kind of start the class and go over some basics of neurology and dementia, or as we are um, asked to call it, um, neurodegenerative disease. And then after about a month of that, we'll get together with some patients and we'll be assigned small groups and we'll actually do little music therapy sessions. And there's all kinds of great goals built into it. So it's it sounds kind of simple, but there's a little more to it. Um, but we just kind of wanted to start and bring it to the table and let everybody know what it's really about. Um, it's taught by um, a music therapist, Shonda Malik is there, and a neurologist, Dr. Rana Schatz, and a partner from CCM. I think right, no, right now it's Dr. Fial. He's a musicologist, an ethnomusicologist, so really, really great um, faculty there with us kind of leading, leading the way. Wow. Do you have to be like musically inclined or know how to play an instrument or sing? to take this elective? That's a great question. You do not. One of uh, Dr. Rana Schatzel's very big comments is that she is not musically inclined. She says she hears music. It's just kind of sound to her. Um, So it's actually encouraged that anyone comes. Rob and I are in there particularly because we do love music and both play music. 
but our talents are not needed in that sense. Uh, the music students most definitely make up for any lack you feel you may have. Interesting. I didn't know you all um, work with music students. That sounds fun. It's actually, it's so cool. The title of that CCM faculty, the musicologist or music ethno... Ethnomusicologist. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so cool. And I would love to meet this person because it just seems like it's a life that's so different and cool and I that would I just feel like that would be a really cool conversation. So kind of what kinds of things do you guys do in I'm I'm really curious about the music therapy sessions, but even just the elective in general. Like can you elaborate a little bit further? Some of the specifics of it, we meet every Tuesday and Thursday at the College of Medicine or College of Music. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready for everything CM to mean medicine. But we actually meet at the undergrad campus in the Music Center. Um, and it's an in-person class, 6 to 7.30. Um, the quintets are on Thursdays after that first month of lectures. And that's our small group that's made up of music students, medical students, and our two lovely community members. It's a true four-credit graduate course that's done in an in-person setting, um, and they're currently working on adjusting the end date to align with our medical graduation date. It's only offered in the spring, and it's a really unique, wonderful opportunity. I think one of the other awesome parts is the two community members we're working with. Part of what we're trying to reframe is not viewing them as patients, just because as medical students, we often see people and we're trying to diagnose, figure out disease, try to figure out pathology, but we're really just working in conjunction with these families to try to help out and to enjoy music together. So we use the term person with neurodegenerative disease to refer to someone that has dementia and is currently a patient of one of the neurologists involved and a care partner rather than a caregiver to show that we're talking about two wonderful people coming together to try to learn more and enjoy more music. I love that. Um, I know with some electives, you have to be of like a certain, um, like applying to a certain specialty. Is that true for this or can anyone for any specialty apply? Yeah, it's open to anybody who's interested. So like Malia said, you don't need any experience in music. Uh, Kind of some of the stuff we do in the first month is like, they'll bring in a bunch of like bongos and just kind of like do a drum circle. And if you're not comfortable, you'll, you'll kind of get comfortable real fast and just kind of figure out like how to play along and just kind of learn with everybody else. And that's kind of cool. Cause that's kind of what your patients might be going through too. Cause they're not necessarily musicians either. So, um, they kind of slowly work you into it and kind of get you ready to, to your, do your thing with them, with the, the whole team. So yeah, it's great. Great experience. What are some of y'all's favorite like topics that have been covered or that uh, you all cover? Right now, we're still at the beginning stages of what we're working through. So because we get to have regular lecture alongside these quintets, um, we've really done more of the basics. We did a a neurology review that was a massive flashback for all of us trying to remember what our sweet 2020 brains had crammed in far, far ago. Um, We actually, Rob and I had a classmate who was a neurology major in undergrad and she was showing us up so hard. We we were (laughs) very much struggling to remember any pathways. We still knew a lot, but she knew maybe a little more. But I mean, I'm going to say we were pretty prepared. (laughs) Yes. Um, We also get to learn a little bit about how music therapy works. So that's a 
It's a very specific term that refers to a licensed music therapist. And what we're doing is mimicking that, but it does require a master's degree essentially in it and is um, a really interesting and wonderful field. You actually have to have a music background to go into it. You have to be proficient. Um, And so we learn about that and we're looking forward to learning about other things such as how we can modify cognitive decline, the effects of music on a brain that is experiencing cognitive decline, and how we can imagine creating futures for individuals where maybe a lot of their ability to interact with other people is being taken from them, but create new ways, maybe even new learning within that. So another topic that I've really enjoyed kind of thinking about is this concept of awe. And we're actually kind of focusing on that this semester. It's kind of a new concept for the course that they're going to continue to study even more. But I mean, the idea being that studying emotions is even kind of a new concept in the past 30 or 40 years, really. And awe has been kind of left out because, you know, things like happiness, anger, surprise, maybe some of the more common emotions are studied, but not awe, which if you think about it, it's kind of a really complex emotion that can feel like surprise and maybe like fear depending on what it is. And it can just be so complex. So, um, and it's interesting to think about too, how awe might affect how you listen to music and if it creates just a sense of wonder in you. And we can, we'll probably talk more about that in a later episode, but um, that's actually a really cool component of this course is that they've got that kind of outlined for this semester, really kind of defining it and talking about the basics of it. And then later in later um, classes, they'll plan to kind of go deeper into it um, to kind of study it in different ways and to kind of make more meaning out of it. So that's actually been really cool too. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'm excited to record that other episode and talk more about how the emotion of awe or the experience of being awed plays a role in neurologic degenerative disorders. So, um, I'm so curious, you know, obviously you guys are coming to us to the podcast and wanting to share the selective with other people, especially the M3s who are just about to schedule their fourth year. How has this elective like impacted you guys? How do you envision yourself, you know, changing in your care that you provide or, you know, your career trajectory, if, if any? I have like two major things. One is an anecdote and one is just like a fabulous side effect of this. If you take this course because it counts for four credits, uh, you get a month off. So by doing these night classes, we're making up for a month. Rob and I will be probably sitting on a beach. Maybe, probably not. But we'll be pretending we're going to sit on a beach when we're at home. (laughs) And that's just a fantastic way to free up some time towards the end of the year. So I have nothing the week before match and I do nothing after that. And I'm very happy about that fact. Uh, the other really wonderful benefit, I had a very long day um, on one of my rotations. I was feeling particularly sad because I was on a palliative care rotation um, witnessing death. And witnessing death is really powerful and depressing and frightening. And it creates a lot of this raw emotion. And I felt uh, I didn't have a place to put that emotion. And I show up and it was the first time we got to meet all of our care partners and family members We did this giant drumming circle. We're all having fun. We're saying our names. People are blurting out things. People are kind of confused. We're having snacks. And then we do this giant dance circle. And I had this lovely, lovely lady be my partner. We are tripping all over each other. She keeps making the funniest comments about what's happening. And afterwards, she said, I like you. And it was just spontaneous. And it was so cute. And the way that she said it made me laugh so hard. And I had gone from being so, so sad by how sad the world was 
to just utterly giggling with this person I didn't know previously. And yet we've already danced in a dance circle. And that alone for me is worth every minute and every long walk because Rob and I are crazy and we do walk there. But every long walk to get to the school when it's cold outside, that was just so magical. Yeah, I have to agree with everything Malia said. Like just when I talk about this class and like why we go in person, because there's this semester there's kind of an option to be in person or virtual, but in the future it's always gonna be in person as the pandemic will allow or not allow, but plan for it to be in person. Um, but we go in person because I just I took this course because I wanted to sing and play drums and be silly with patients because that sounded like such fun. And it really is like just so such a nice way to release and just spend some time together with people and just, you know, having a good time and trying to like make the best of a bad situation. Um, and they really appreciate it. They appreciate it so much. So that's that's really the most meaningful thing. More practically for me um, in my future practice, I'm going to have a lot of patients who are going to suffer from neurocognitive decline and. I want to help them, you know, think of other ways that we can work to achieve a better quality of life because, you know, the drugs don't exist to treat these things really at all. Um, and we can talk more about the pharmacology. You know, we can try something maybe for six or nine months, but, you know, that's that's a, a stretch. So what else can we do to really improve our lives? And music is so powerful. And the way it can just, like, wake people up. Like, honestly, even in our my last session, it was yesterday, we were playing chopsticks on the piano and um, our person with neurodegenerative disease she just like woke up and she was so happy just like oh my god i love this song and she just just really like it's amazing how powerful music is to just bring out those associations and those memories and just those those good times so that's really um practically and selfishly like the things i i'm really enjoying out of it i love it and you y'all make me wish i had known about this elective so i could um <laughs> take it so I guess I hope our listeners also feel the same way um, and hope hopefully they can take it. Um, but something we've been starting recently is closing um, with a fun question. Um, and the question that I have is one that I had on a second look and I really liked. So what is one song that you have been listening to on repeat or a song that makes you just feel real good? Um, it doesn't have to make you feel real good. It could just be something that you've been listening to on repeat. Um, and while you y'all think I'll go first. So because I'm um, in New Mexico for a rotation and kind of, more connected to nature. I've been listening to more folks music. Um, and I am obsessed with Noah Khan. He's an art artist. And uh, Between Two Villages, I've been singing like multiple times on my way um, to my rotation. So definitely check that out. <laughs> obsessed with that album. Fully agree. I'm here for it. Such a good album. <laughs> You panicked me for a second because it's always nerve-wracking revealing what you listen to. And I've been listening, honestly, to a lot of podcasts, like very truthfully. But I recently, when I was with my family over winter break, we watched the SNL performance by Brandi Carlisle, an artist I've loved since I was really young. And I actually have seen her live twice. She's the only artist I've seen live twice. And I've seen her in one of her smallest venues and one of her largest 
and she is a true powerhouse, and she performed one of her older songs, um, The Story, on SNL, and every single note was so gorgeously crafted. The emotion in her voice, the way that she spoke and sang and added grit. I, my dad and I were in tears. We're both huge softies and love her so much, and I've been pulling up that YouTube video and watching um, her performance, so that's definitely what I've been listening to on repeat. I can go next. Um, if you are friends with me on Spotify, you know that I was like in the top 0.05% of listeners for Glass Animals <laughs> last year. So um, <laughs> I have been listening to their song Youth um, over and over and over again. And I go through phases where I listen to it like on repeat for like a month and then I switch to one of their other songs. So <laughs> that's mine. And I don't have any profound reason. It just really makes me want to dance. So, <laughs> all right. So, Ron, what's yours? <laughs> yeah, mine, I've got two. I have also been in the top 0.5% of above and beyond listeners or like this Euro electric band, um, probably more popular in like the 90s and 2000s. I don't know why I loved them so much, but there's this song of theirs called Miracle. It's just so like chill and uplifting or hopeful. And also Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston Radio on Spotify is my jam. So, um, so I want to dance with somebody. Like that song, it just gets me going anytime, anywhere. Like, let's do it. <laughs> uh, true confession, Rob has like several versions of this on constant shuffle. So sometimes on these drives to the class, we will be listening to that on shuffle by different people in different eras. <laughs> yeah, predictable. <laughs> well, we're going to make that the outro song for this podcast. We'll just have Whitney Houston <laughs> yeah. into the do background. It. Do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Get it. Get it. <laughs> For those obviously who can't see us, just had a little <laughs> Thank goodness I can't see us. <laughs> well, I thank everyone for sharing. Um, definitely made me feel good and have a smile on my face just hearing about a song that you listen to and that kind of brings you joy. Um, and thank you for bringing this idea to the podcast. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, M3s and future generation medical students will find this very helpful. Any last um, tidbits or ways our listeners can get connected with you? I am always reachable by my current UCOM email, but I know that may be going away eventually. So if you ever get confused and want to reach out, I had very quickly stole the best Gmail account I ever could. It's just my first name dot my last name at gmail.com. So if you find a hold of that, I do respond to email. Yeah. And you can find me at my UCOM email. If you just search for Robert Powell, you can find me. My personal emails are dot Powell at me.com. Um, the old Apple me.com. Um, and then if we're on the group me still, you can always look me up there. So happy to talk with anybody who has questions. And for those still with us, we are going to record a second episode about dementia and the arts and music. And we're going to discuss all of the science behind it and talk about good books and documentaries. So definitely tune in for that episode here out soon. And with that, we'll wrap up the episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody. I want to talk.
dance with somebody. <laughs> I want to feel the heat with somebody. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me. Woo! <laughs> 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 I honestly sing that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs>